the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Intelligent. Conservative. The answer. Welcome to the Andrea K Show. She's blonde, five foot two, and one hundred two pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. It's Friday night. Yes, indeedy, babies. Not just any Friday night, though. The Friday before a long weekend, a long, luscious weekend here in San Diego. I'm super excited about it. And it's also National Cinema Day tomorrow. So I'm excited about that. And, in fact, Skins has a little something he's going to share with us a little bit later about a gonna special. Need a bigger boat. <laughs> you just gave it away. <laughs> um, is there or is there a movie that's been known to be, like, for Labor Day weekend? Is there, like, a Labor Day movie? That's a good question. I don't know that we've, I don't know if there's like, a, you know, we've got Memorial Day, obviously. We've got all these movies around Christmas and even Halloween. I'm not aware of a Labor Day movie. Look that up. Yeah, maybe Scott Powell. He's, he, he, he's got a phenomenal article out, blog post, if you will. Uh, if it, I don't know, do people actually blog anymore? He's written a phenomenal argue, uh, um, article called uh, titled, Labor Day Honors Exceptionalism That Won't Be Canceled. You anti-American people are not going to want to hear what Scott Powell is laying down because it is all about uh, America's history and and part of what has made us the greatest country in the history of the world. And he joins me now to talk about his article he's been on before. Hello, Scott Powell. Welcome back to the Andrea K. Show. Well, thank you, Andrea. And it's really a pleasure and an honor to be with you. You're doing, you're doing great work. Well, thank and you. I want, I want to support you in every way. No, the La- Labor Day story... Is it's a rather vague holiday without the clarity and meaning typically associated with other holidays. Yet, in its most complete context, Labor Day should really be recognized as the holiday that celebrates not only labor, but also the ideas, the job creators, and institutions that are central to the flourishing of our country. Because, as, as you know, and most of your listeners know, uh, when when the country was was founded around the Declaration of Independence and the Constitution, it was a vision of a limited government and the maximizing of people's freedom. Mm-hmm. And in fact, America achieved two firsts in all of human history. The first, the first first was that America's the the Constitution um, and the Declaration established a country wherein the government, the government's primary role was to protect the unalienable natural rights of its citizens. In other words, the government's primary first job was protect the people's rights to be free. Mm-hmm. And the second thing that was a first. Uh, and that, and that our freedoms, let me clarify, though, and that our freedoms came from God, not from right. man. And that's a that's really, right. really important thing. Yes, that you those need, rights yeah. cannot be taken away. They, and no state authority. So 
whatever Joe Biden was talking about last night mm-hmm. is totally irrelevant. <laughs> we have rights. Well, we that but free. that's what well that's why it's also important for there to be an distinction between uh, a d- democracy and yeah, you reference in your article uh, De Tocqueville's Democracy in America. Uh, one of the first I was given that and the Communist Manifesto day one as a political science major, but um, we are not a democracy in the sense of our system. We are a republic of states, and there's a difference because it, it particularly with our electoral college, because it's about individual liberty, individual freedoms, and those freedoms come from God, not from man. But it also includes our Judeo-Christian principles and values that's based on this country was not designed with you entitled to to have it give you anything except opportunity and it was that spirit that individual freedom individual liberty individual accountability and opportunity created this culture of entrepreneurship right that has that led us to be as young as we are compared to the rest of the world we are the country that created almost every technological innovation for which the rest of the world depends. Am I wrong? Yes, you just described American exceptionalism. And uh, to, to kind of even put numbers on it and clarify it a little bit more, uh, America has 4% of the world's population. The United States represents only 4% of the entire world's population. And yet we have, we have uh, delivered... Ninety-six percent of the creativity that mm. the world enjoys. Ninety-six <laughs> percent came from America, and twenty-five percent of the wealth uh, was created by America. America has twenty-five percent of the world's wealth, with only four percent of the population. So, just uh, on, on those alone, we have to acknowledge that America is an exceptional nation. And um, so, how did all this happen? Uh, you know, we know that 1776 was the year of the founding fathers giving birth to America. But interestingly, and perhaps not coincidentally, because God is in charge of all things, 1776 was also the year that the Scottish Enlightenment philosopher known, known as Adam Smith became known also as the father of capitalism when he published The Wealth of Nations. And, mm. and, and this is a classic book, and it was the first... It was a first at the time, a first major work providing a comprehensive understanding of how the essential elements of the free market system, which are, you know, starting with labor, private property and capital, that these three things provide the foundation for entrepreneurs, scientists, inventors, financiers, laborers, consumers to freely interact uh, for the economic benefit of society. And, and produce results more proficiently than the, any other system. And, and, of course, we usually get compared to the socialist system. And the socialist system is uh, – it, it can never work because it, it, it doesn't use the pricing system. It involves uh, central planning. No central planner can know all of the needs of, of a society and allocate resources efficiently. Only – only the invisible hand of the market system can do that. All right. We're talking to uh, Scott Powell. He's written a great article. You guys need to go and check out at Newsmax.com. It's about um, Labor Day and that Labor Day honors exceptionalism that won't be canceled. And, of course, that's American exceptionalism. Um, and this, and it, by the way, this, this article is actually uh, taken from a chapter in my book. I think it's chapter 12 oh, on, awesome. on, on Labor Day. And it's, and it's, it expounds more than what the article, uh, what I have in the article, but it's a, 
it's really a, it's just a great story of celebrating America in so many ways. But do you, you know, um, I just I, I, I lost my train of thought for a moment. There was I was going to ask you a question about socialism. It just came back to me because you were just saying that um, about socialism can't work and for a variety of reasons. And one of which and I don't know if you delve into this. Um, our system, one of the reasons why I think, uh, you know, resulted in American exceptionalism and all of our, our success is that our system rewards the best of human nature, which is hard work, ambition, realizing that we're part of something bigger, that we're not God, that we worship a God, that our rights come from God. And socialism, communism, any of your isms, whatever form form it takes, rewards the, the, uh, the worst of human nature, which is laziness, greed, envy, um, sloth. Am I wrong? Do you, do you, and no, do you you're, delve you're into that? You're right. You're, you're largely right. Really, the central struggle throughout the ages has been really between freedom and tyranny. Mm -hmm. And even before Marx wrote the Communist Manifesto and Das Kapital, this gentleman, uh, Alexis de Tocqueville, a a Frenchman, had come to America and he wrote, um, you know, he, he wrote Democracy in America. And in that book, he says, and I'm quoting him now, democracy and socialism have nothing in common but one word, equality. But notice the difference. While democracy seeks equality in liberty, socialism seeks equality in restraint and servitude. And then he added, quote, you can't have it both ways. Socialism is a new form of slavery. That was written in 1840 before Marx even uh, entered the scene. Well, and it's... we need to be teaching that in our schools instead of, you know, the 1619 Project, which is fabrications, instead of CRT in our schools, instead of telling kids in our schools that, you know, you can't you can't achieve anything because of your skin color or that something's wrong with you because of your skin color. They need to be taught about our system and why it works and why these forms of socialism in whatever form hasn't worked. In fact, you know, the great Scandinavian socialist system that the left, left likes to talk about, they've, they've started moving towards a capitalist model and away from, you know, they, it, it was interesting experiment, uh, uh, Mr. Powell, because at one point they were like, gee, when we start cutting off people's, you know, the paychecks to these people at, um, they, they would like pay them unemployment. Let's say the unemployment went for two years um it would be two years before they could find a job when they cut back the unemployment benefits to a year and a half suddenly they in a year and a half they were able to find a job so so they've like you know what we're realizing that we're paying people to stay at home we're rewarding laziness so even these socialist modern socialist european socialist countries are trying to come on board you know are recognizing their failings and are embracing us meanwhile why is america embracing these failed systems everywhere. Well, we've actually embraced uh, socialism uh, for a lot longer than we'd like to admit. But certainly by the 1960s, uh, with Lyndon Johnson's um, administration uh, rolling out uh, uh, the Great Society programs, where wherein um, it would be a war on poverty, and the war on poverty would be manifest by providing welfare uh, to the to the poor, and it took the shape of rewarding rewarding uh, uh, families in such a way that if you had more children out of wedlock, 
you would get more of a benefit from mm-hmm. the government. Mm-hmm. And so we under, we undermine the black fam- largely the black family because yep. that's where the urban poverty really was. And uh, black families were really quite intact prior to that, yeah. prior to that public policy program. Uh, you know, the black community is, they have added so much to our country. Uh, and yes, slavery existed all over the world when America was founded and it was embedded in the southern plantation economy. But we, you know, through the Civil War, that ended uh, the blacks were freed from slavery. They're giving voting rights, but it still took a while to to open all the doors for for black people. You know, even Plessy versus Ferguson, the Supreme Court decision in 1893, it, it, they, what came out of that decision was that black, you know, that blacks were equal, but they were separate. Remember, right. remember yeah. Plessy Ferguson, yeah. separate but equal, and so really it was it was a legal recognition of of segregation and discrimination for that matter and that you know that followed us all the way well into the 20th century and it took martin luther king uh and his leadership his you know reverend martin luther king he was a godly man he he wasn't a perfect man right well used used him in an amazing way well but the thing is though because we're we're running out of time here we've only got about a minute left the thing is is that in spite of our failings because we are you know all human beings are flawed uh, all have sinned and fall fallen short of the glory of god every country has you know done things that are wrong and and made mistakes and we have we we are still the greatest country in the history of the world and it, it, one of the my favorite interviews i've done recently was ben carson and ben carson came out of extreme poverty and i asked yes, him did. what made what made the difference in your life as compared to others. And he said that he did not, his mother did not allow him to sit around and consider himself a victim, but she taught, she told him that he needed to get an education and sit and read a book. And, and that that's what made the difference. And so at this point, I'm glad you wrote this article because at this point in this, and, and where America is, our history is one of exceptionalism. And there's, we, it, the opportunities are, are boundless for everybody in this country. Nobody, you know, um, life isn't fair. Um, I, if it was, I would have been, you know, uh, I would have looked like Cindy Crawford and been six feet tall, Scott Powell. Um, but you know, we don't, you know, and, and I would have been born rich like a Rockefeller, right? Um, but this is, this is what I love about your article is it reminds us of American exceptionalism and about in spite of our, our, our failings as a nation, um, our exceptionalism can't be canceled. It just can't be. And it's also, it's also a part of you, you remind people about God in our society. And we don't talk enough about that. Absolutely. Wrap us up. We've got 30 seconds. Wrap us up on Labor Day and and then tell everybody about your book. Well, I I mean, as you just pointed out, Andrea, the the founding of the United States uh, was except it was an exceptional moment in human history of what we discussed earlier about the Declaration of Independence providing for uh, the protection of unalienable God-given rights to people. That, that was a first. Uh, that was an exceptional moment. Uh, and because those ideas can't be canceled or rescinded uh, by any authority, any state authority, our country remains ex- exceptional because that was accomplished. It still is, even if it's being run over temporarily by the <laughs> Biden administration. It's still there. Yeah. So Labor Day celebrates American exceptionalism through the work and accomplish, uh, accomplishments of its diverse people. And the one thing I would add that we didn't talk about 
that the system works, you touched on it when you spoke about merit, but it's really the competition of ideas, mm-hmm. the competition that brings out the best. So cancel culture, censorship has no place, absolutely no place in our society because if we want the best ideas to prevail, the best products, uh, the, the best in our government, we have to have competition. Right. And competition is only manifest when people are free to debate and free to speak, free mm-hmm. to express themselves. And uh, so, so we've, we've got to recapture these things. You know, we're, we're going through a tough period, uh, but, um, you know, I think the American people are waking up. Mm-hmm. And I think that this uh, November is going to be a bigger realignment in America. And then the real work begins. <laughs> well, yeah, Juanita Broderick posted on Facebook today. She said, you think you're angry today? Wait until we take control of house, the House and the Senate and uh, nobody picks up the ball and runs with it. Um, that better not be the case. Uh, no, it won't be the case. I, I, yeah. I, I, I don't think so. I think, frankly, uh, people are a bit quiet. They they. They don't want to pick the fight yet. They want to wait until they've got the power to pick the fight. <laughs> well, that, and that could be good strategy. Well, Scott Powell, yeah. I appreciate you so much. Thanks for being here. Tell everybody quickly where they can get your book. Well, the book is readily available on Amazon, Barnes & Noble. Uh, the, the title, again, is Rediscovering America. Uh, as a new release, it was number one on Amazon for eight straight, straight weeks. And everyone that's talked to me about it says, you know, it's just a remarkable book because it's, it's relatively easy to read. It's relatively short. And yet it, it, it tells the story of America uh, such that they had never heard before. Mm-hmm. And almost everybody, even people who took American history, have found amazing things about our country that empower us uh, today. So it's, it's, uh, it's not only a, a history, it's a self-help book. A self-help book for America. Uh, Send Joe Biden a copy ASAP. Dude needs it. Scott Powell, thank you for being here and happy Labor Day. Take good care. All right, y'all stay tuned because Skins has found some movies that are actually related to Labor Day. And we're going to share that with you guys on the other side of the break. So don't go away. Andrea Kay. Bringing the world a much-needed reality check. You're listening to The Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show. Tomorrow is a National Cinema Day, uh, where movies are $3. And I was making a remark earlier on this Labor Day weekend that, I mean, there's not really movies that you think, Labor Day weekend, I gotta watch, you know, X movie, because it's Labor Day weekend, and this is a Labor Day movie. But Skins, you say you've got a list. Yeah, I've got a list from IMDb, and it's the best Labor Day movies. These are all movies that happen in the work environment. Oh, okay. I guess that's what they consider. Okay. All right. Let's go. I'm, I don't want to spend much time no, on it because I'm not too happy with real Hollywood quick. right now. You can now. tell me if you've seen them, if you like them. The first one is Office Space. No. Hadn't seen it. That's with Jennifer Aniston. The second oh, one, yeah. uh, I actually like this one with Jason Bateman, Horrible Bosses. Never seen it. The Company Men. That's with Ben Affleck. Never seen it. Glenn, I know you've seen this. Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross. Never seen it. You've, that's with Al Pacino. You have to watch that. No, nah, the reviews were terrible, so no. Uh, that's well, why I didn't wrong. watch it when it came out. Uh, Clerks, uh, directed by Kevin Smith. Nope, didn't see it. Aaron Brockovich. 
<laughs> so yeah, far, you're, not, like you're not doing too well. Four or five movies. I haven't bothered to see him. Aaron Brockovich. I've seen it. Uh, here's a little fun fact trivia. I knew the director, Steven Soderbergh, many years ago, back when he got his start at Video Park, which was named after my boyfriend's brother, Park Seward, back in the day. And uh, my boyfriend at the time who worked with, with Soderbergh, they were both camera operators, editors, and my boyfriend said to me at the time, he's like, you know, Steve's going to make it. I'm like, that guy? I'm like, he's got the personality of a shoe. That guy's got no future. He can't have a conversation. If you can't have a conversation with people. I think why you, you haven't can't seen make- or don't like these movies if they weren't on A&E. Well, no, no, no. I, yes, Aaron Brockovich, I saw. Aaron Brockovich, I saw. Just, okay. but that One was some. Six so, far. so that was fun fact trivia that I know Steven no, Soderbergh. That's, that's good. He actually won the Academy Award uh, for director of yep. Aaron Brockovich. So, Stephen, you, you finally made it. Um, but who's heard, heard from him? Oh, he also did those stupid ocean movies. I didn't like either. You didn't like the ocean movies? No. Soderbergh did Figures. those too. Anyway, go on. Nine to five. With <gasps> oh, Jane great Fonda. movie. <gasps> Working nine to five. What a way to make living. And Barry Dabney Coleman, who I love. By. It's all taken and no giving. When you, when, yeah. I'm <laughs> guessing you like the movie. <laughs> I love that movie. My favorite scene is when Dolly Parton has the, it's the fantasy scene in which she's got Dabney Col- Coleman on like a, 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 like he's a pig on a spit, on a fire roast. Okay. I love that movie, by the way. And actually, Jane Fonda did a good job in that movie. She did. She did. I may have to watch that movie uh, this weekend in spite of Hanoi Jane being in it. Okay, what else? Four more. Here we go. Uh, Haven't seen this one. Outsourced with Josh Hamilton and Matt Smith. Never heard of it. Swimming with Sharks by with Kevin Spacey. Never heard of it. Uh, here's one of my favorites, actually. Trading Places with Eddie Murphy and Dan Aykroyd. I, th- I thought I thought it was eh. I thought it was overrated. I didn't think I, I, I have family members that think that is hilarious. That think that movie is just absolutely one of the funniest things ever. It's just as funny as uh, Elvis's great career with music. Okay. Uh, overrated. Yeah. Oh, there you go. Thank you. Okay. It was not overrated. Oh, mm, all right. And number 11 rounding off the list is actually one of my all-time favorite movies starring The Man, Tom Cruise by Sidney Pollack, The Firm. Oh, that was a really good movie. It's a great thriller. I have read every uh, Grisham book. And I, I think it's one of his best. When, well, but when it came out, I didn't like the ending. I thought the ending compared to the book was cheese. I thought it was lame compared to the book. Um, but overall, and you know one of the reasons why that movie was so good? Gene Hackman, man. Everything's Gene, Hackman. Gene Hackman. I know, right? Why, why are you asking questions about dead lawyers? Do you remember that scene oh, with Gary Busey? Me. No, I do remember no, that scene. No, see, yeah. I did it really good, right? I mean, good. I was looking at skins at, at, through the window and I was doing just like that. Like, the, what have I done? The, uh, they referred to him as the albino. That was the bad guy they, that they referred to him as the albino. You know who else was really good in that movie? Holly Hunter. Yep. She was so good. You know, I can I may have to watch The Firm this weekend. And little unknown fact, which uh, and I still haven't I've yet to go do it, but there was mm-hmm. a short-run television sh- series that was made to follow the events of The Firm. I never knew that. But you could see why that wouldn't be a movie that would translate yeah. to a to yeah. a TV show. It it really wouldn't. Uh Wilford Brimley was also great as yeah, that. I mean, who doesn't love Wilford Brimley? I mean, it, you know, well, you didn't really think of Wilford Brimley before that movie as being that mean. I mean, Wilford Brimley. He was just lovable. The scene with but when he shows um the the the, the pictures that 
of him with a girl on a beach. Yes. That was just like, imagine your Abby comes home one day and goes to the mailbox, Mitch. And he's straight faced. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. Yeah, that's the best movie. Of the last the thing to say about uh, movies is uh, a classic, which is not around work, but Jaws is going to be in theaters this weekend. So if you <laughs> like the old school Jaws movie, which I do, go to the theaters to see it. You know what? There's a great Labor Day line in there where, you know, um, he's at the back of the he's at the back of the room. And he starts scraping it. Everybody's yelling and screaming at each other. And he starts scraping, scraping his nails down the chalkboard. And he finally gets there his attention. I'll catch this bird for you. I don't remember. I don't remember all the lines there, but he's talking about, you know, but for X amount, he's like, I'll kill him. I'll catch him and kill him for 10. I'll catch him, catch him and kill him for 10. So he's a hardworking dude, right? What was, uh, I keep thinking Matt Quint. Hooper. Quint. Matt Hooper was uh, Dreyfus's character. Played by Robert Shaw or by uh, DJ Carrot Sticks. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, we're going to take a little break. Farewell and adieu, ye old Spanish ladies. Farewell and adieu, ye ladies of Spain. Um, crazy story out of Colorado about some people that couldn't adjust their thermostats in the middle of a heat wave. Oh, let me tell you. That's just the perfect metaphor for the future of this country if the if the liberal democrats and the Bidens continue the Biden administration and these commies stay in power. Stay tuned. You're listening to somebody who tells it like it is. Andrea K on the Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K show. I think we need to update that promo with me singing a little ditty. 9 to 5 maybe. Update the promo, yes. You singing, uh, I'll pass that along. What? <laughs> what? I take offense to that. I am offended. You admitted it on air. I am offended. I will have you know that I was in the church choir when I was younger. I didn't sing solos, though. <laughs> but uh, I did sing. All right. Um, so there's this story coming out of Denver uh, that... Uh, thousands. Here we got a heat wave that's not just in uh, Southern California, which, by the way, August, September is when we always have the heat wave. This is not anything new. This ain't got nothing to do with climate change. It's what we call weather here. This is this is our, in fact, summer. Uh, September is my favorite month of the year because we have May gray. We have June gloom, which often extends into July. So a lot of people don't know that um, you you can have a July 4th when it's 65 at the coast and gray. So, um, But there's also a true heat wave happening across the country. And all of a sudden, these 25,000 you know, energy customers in Denver suddenly couldn't change their thermostats. Um, here's what a report out of Denver, ABC Denver. Uh, this is uh, XL Customers. It was... Clip six last night, my dear. Another hot one today with temperatures in the low 90s. Even Mike Nelson would tell you Tuesday was a hot one. The heat goes on. Which is why Tony Tallarico tried to crank up the AC. I mean, it was 90 out and it was right during the peak period. That's when he found out he had no control of his thermostat. A message from Excel on his thermostat saying temperature locked during an energy emergency. And normally when we see a message like that, we're able to override it. Um, in this case, we weren't. So our thermostat was locked in at 78 or 79. Turns out he's not alone. Excel confirms to contact Denver 7. 22,000 customers were locked out of their smart thermostats for hours on Tuesday. It's a voluntary program. Let's remember that this is something that customers choose to be a part of. 
um, based on the incentives. Excel VP Emmett Romine says customers enrolled in the Colorado AC Rewards Program sign up to get money back, but give up some control for the greater good. So it, it Did y'all every- hear that? Give up some control for the greater good. Okay. See, this is the, it, it, see, this really isn't about, this story really isn't about energy, right? It's really not about setting the thermostat. It's really the perfect story to exemplify the game that's being played, that liberalism is where liberty goes to die. It all sounds so good on a bumper sticker, right? This is the, this is the entire game on the part of the left. To dangle some carrot out there, some promise, right? Oh, we're gonna we're gonna wipe out ten thousand dollars of your student loan debt and not tell you how how much it's gonna cost you in the long run, right? It always starts out with them making promises that are somehow gonna be in your benefit and ultimately the end game. And you and you think, see, he said in the past we were able to override this, right? And now they can't override it. It's just like that uh, that story of the frog. That, you, you know, the, you, you, the, the frog doesn't know that he's putting a, a, a pot of boiling water until it's too late. It starts out good. These people signed up for this, what's supposed to be a voluntary program, right? Thinking that they're going to get some, some money back. Makes me wonder, though, if they were told up front that there's some part, hey, the part of the program is if we choose, we need to lock your thermostat for any particular reason, we can do that. Well, I don't know what was exactly shared, but, you know, uh, have liberals ever been honest about what it's going to cost you down the road that these entitlement programs or um, uh, whether it's entitlement programs, whether it's COVID or anything else that uh, that they they never tell you the entire truth, do they? They always bury the lead. They always bury in the details. I don't know what they were told up front. This guy says in the past they were able to override these. So clearly these are people that thought that they had the ability to override it. Still going to be able to override it. Still going to be able to override it, that maybe they would give up a little bit of the discount. But they thought that they were still going to have some measure of control until they didn't. That's what I've been preaching about for a long time in this country, that that these Democrats and these lefties don't understand. They don't understand that ultimately – uh, 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 giving the government control in any way only ends up in it becoming permanent control. It never saves you anything in the long run. Their liberties are now gone. They're still paying the electric bill. Maybe they're not paying as much as they w- what they would have before had they had control, but now they don't even have the choice about whether or not to pay a higher electric bill. Can you imagine that too, Andrea? They maybe, you know, it's, it's, it's part, uh, you know, you got an electric vehicle, you want to plug in your electric car. Nope, we've decided we're not going to uh, give you any electricity to your house. Right. They want to be, ultimately, they want to be able, this is all a part of the central planning. In fact, one of the things that I said years ago was that I said, if they can get control of the energy sector and get control over healthcare, then they can have complete control over our lives. And that's why they're they're at, they're accelerating on taking over and destroying our fossil fuels and our energy sector because it allows them to have control over our lives, and that eventually that control will be permanent. Don't tell you, Gavin Newsom. You think that you've got you think that you still have some measure of control, right? Just like COVID, initially everybody was on board with the fourteen days to flatten the curve, and we still have, according to Bob Walters earlier, students in D.C. that are not allowed to come to come unless they get the the jab. 
There is still, we still have military that are told that they got to get the jab. September of 2022, Gavin Newsom still has his emergency powers. He still has his emergency powers. We still have, we still, we are still in a state for some people in this country uh, of, of permanency of control from the government on the part of COVID. So it all starts out as sounding good from the government. Some get some that the, 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 and, and think about the good that the people bought into here, that they're going to be able to keep more of their own money, which was theirs to begin with. And that them thinking the, that buying into the falsehood, the fantasy, the facade that they will maintain, still maintain some control over their lives. And now that control is completely gone. They're the frog that's been boiled and it's going to happen to us permanently as a country in every aspect of their lives and those of us who don't want to be controlled by the government those who don't want to have to be told what size of a home we can live in um, whether or not we're allowed to run the air conditioner what kind of car we can drive whether or not we can drive a car how many cars we're allowed to own how many children we're allowed to have whether or not those children can choose uh, what they do for living whether or not we've got any control over five-year-olds being uh, being um, having uh, having adults have sex with them or whether or not we have control over our five-year-olds not have being put on castration um, pills or have their their uh, you know uteruses removed Th- those of us who don't want to go along with that are now domestic violence violence extremists this is where we're at this is what that's what last night's speech was all about it's satanic it's absolutely satanic and that's why you're seeing these satanic imagery I- images everywhere. We're going to take a break. We come back. We actually have a story to share with you guys about a movie uh, or, or a TV series that's satanic that's coming out from Disney. This might be my stink of the week, runner-up at least, compared to... You have a hero of the week and a stink of the week ready to go, my man? Oh, there's only one hero of the week this week. Oh, well, I'm curious as to who it's going to be. Save that. You've got my curiosity peaked. Stay tuned here of the week and stink the week coming up and the TV series that just may shock you from the Disney Corporation. You're listening to the Andrea K show on the answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K show. We're rolling into here of the week and stink of the week before the break. I was telling you guys about the story out of Denver about uh, these people thinking they had control over their thermostats and then suddenly they don't. And I was saying this this is, you know, um, perfectly symbolic of liberalism and the plan to take over and permanently control your lives. And don't think that that's just happening in Colorado. Here's what Mussolini had to say uh, he, about uh, California accelerating into uh, green energy. Clip seven. Accordingly, we recognize that we need to do more in terms of de-risking our transition to green energy. And don't think for a second, I'll talk more about that in a moment, uh, that we are not doing anything except accelerating. I mentioned what we're doing on permitting and procurement, accelerating that transition to low carbon, uh, renewable sources of energy. Accelerating that transition, it's going to get way worse than it already is for you. All right. Um, let's talk quickly about speaking of uh, getting worse. Just the the attacks on our, the hearts and the souls of America and the expansion of the satanic the Biden speech last night, full on sata- satanic imagery. Bob Walters reported about satanic clubs in the schools and then skins 
uh, this Disney movie. We can't even play the clip for them of this Disney movie because of the language, yeah, right? That's bad. That's bad. This there is a cartoon that's coming out. It's called Little Demon. And the plot features a demonic, uh, demonic pagan rituals and a single mom who gets impregnated by Satan. It's absolutely disgusting. Um, it uh, stars Danny DeVito is the voice of Satan. The little demon child is played by his daughter. The language is absolutely filthy and disgusting. The imagery is dark and absolute evil this is going to be on i don't remember where it's airing it's going to be a a series um i don't remember where it's airing um youtuber youtuber nick jones was the one who who brought this to people's attention uh there the left is trying to say that this is adult comedy but it's 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 a cartoon and it's and it's and it's clearly through the daughter of danny devito it's clearly meant for uh children do you not see it that way, Skins? No, I do, and it's it's just disturbing because you know that there's some parents out there that do not supervise their children, and they get to watch whatever they want. I it's, that's oh, th- what it does to their little minds is is horrifying. Yeah, one million moms, an organization whose goal is to stop the exploitation of children's rights, along with other Disney associated productions such as Malefic- Maleficent, Star uh, Star versus the Forces of Evil, and the Owl House. This new adult cartoon is, is um, uh, what are they saying about here? We know about that part here. Um, it shows the mother nude with no uh, pixelation. Uh, she strips down in the first episode to perform a ritual. There's multiple nudity. Um, uh, the, 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 I think the daughter calls the mother the B word at one point. It's just absolutely disgusting and demonic. And this is Disney Corporation. This isn't even being suggestive. This the, is just no. flat out wrong. The kid gives the double finger at one point. This is the most disgusting thing I think I've seen so far involving any kind of content. And that it comes from Disney is just wow. It's, it's Shows shameful. You how far Disney's come yeah. or gone. This is my, this is my runner up stink of the week. Uh, only uh, the numero uno stink of the week is mine's this, Biden. It, well, that's the the satanic evil display and message that was a part of Biden's speech last night. Here of the week, I think we should just let uh, a little bit of audio speak for itself. Well, I guess I guess Brian, I'd make three points. Number one, um, after listening to the president's speech, um, I really understand why it's an unassailable fact that age does not guarantee wisdom. Uh, Number two, uh, we saw the the, the President Biden we saw last night was really every inch Joe Biden the politician. His speech was a very cynical attempt. Yep. Um, to, to fill our heads was stupid. You know, again, that man ain't perfect. <laughs> oh, but gosh, I like him. That's Kennedy out of uh, Louisiana. Um, my hero of the week, believe it or not, is somebody from the entertainment industry, and it's Brittany Aldean. And Brittany Aldean, I don't really, I, I'm not a Jason Aldean. I'm not huge into country music, even though it's not like, you know, the twang fest of the Merle Haggard days. Um, but Brittany Aldean, I think she was an American Idol contestant at one point. She ended up marrying Jason Aldean, who's a singer. And she um, has held her own amidst some fire that she has received by um, some D-listers uh, in the music industry, like Marin Morris, who I think has had one hit. 
So Brittany Aldean, what what caused the dust up was that she um, thanked her parents. She was talking about uh, how she had been a tomboy when she was a kid and and that she thanked her parents, quote, for not changing her gender when she enjoyed a tomboy phase in her youth, which is very similar. It's not exactly the story of me. I actually was gender dysphoric as a kid, thought that a mistake had been made. Uh, as soon as I went through puberty, you know, I embraced my fabulosity as a woman. Um, she came under such heat from those on the left, including, believe it or not, Christian Chenoweth, who touts herself as a Christian um, who, who who joined in on others attacking this young young woman um, for daring to stand up for children because that's what she did. Brittany Aldean stood up for children and said, I'm grateful that my parents didn't assume because I, I wanted to play in dirt and wear boys' clothes that I needed to have my uterus removed. And she has held her own coming under fire from all of these lefties, and shame on Christian Chenoweth especially, who claims to be a Christian, who has obviously sold her soul uh, to continue to be in the entertainment industry. So um, she's my hero of the week. Uh, she um, she shared on her, she shared criticism of the Pope, uh, saying advocating for the gener- genital mutilation of children under the disguise of love and calling it gender affirming care is one of the worst evils. I will always support my children and do what I can do to protect their innocence. This is what we need more of, right? As we battle, as we understand that we're in a war for the hearts and the minds, we're, the, the, this country is at a, an inflection point, as Joe Biden talked about last night, and we are at a crossroads, and we can either we can either continue and turn back towards the Judeo-Christian principles and foundations of our nation, life, liberty, pursuit of liberty, individual freedom, individual liberty, or go the road of, of, of Satan, where we're mutilating children's bodies, we're embracing evil in this country. That's not being hyperbolic. That's not either. being hyperbolic. This is where we're at. And so um, for that reason, Brittany Aldean, this young woman who's got the courage to stand up against those is my hero of the week. Um, so that's it. Now, your plans for Labor Day? We're off. On, I'm going to need a bigger Monday. boat. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to well, go see Jaws, baby. You're going to go see Jaws in IMAX. So a lot of people don't know that it's playing in IMAX. Playing in IMAX all across various theaters all over San Diego. Tell everybody the difference between IMAX and 3D. IMAX is the bigger screen. It gets you the full picture, and it's got much better sound. Listen, whatever you guys do for Labor Day, we are off on Labor Day. First hour at 6 to 7, we have some special Salem programming. Hour 2, we're going to have the best, best of stuff. you. The best of the AK show. Oh, I quickly wanted to read an email real quick from a listener. Email me at andreakeshow.com. Our 24-hour hotline number is 844-814-5227. That is open 24 hours a day, holiday weekend. Um, when they lied to us and said Brandon won the election, my son-in-law and I both said we're blanked. Scarier every day. Absolutely. But we're going to hang in there together. We're going to fight this together. And we love you all. Thank you for being here tonight. And peace out. Have a wonderful Labor Day weekend. And we will see you live on Tuesday, 6 p.m. Pacific time. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.